Tonight on Alpha's Back in Pod 4, James Sheaves. World-class children's entertainer. Vivian. A lot of people think that Yanni's music is boring, but I happen to like it. His 1988 album Chameleon Days is pretty good. It's got some nice tracks on it. And me, Byron Hussey. Pretty sure uh, Dick Cheney's from Wyoming, so fill in the blanks. Okay. Show start. Hey everybody, welcome to Alpha's Back in Pod Form, episode 35, Night Train. My name is Byron Hussey, the host of the program, and today I'm joined by James Sheaves. Hi there. And, hi James. Hello. And very special guest to the podcast, <laughs> Vivian. Hello. Also known as Dr. Airlines. Yes, I'm a musician. I make weird music. Professional, famous musician, Dr. Yes, Airlines. Yes, very, very famous. Famous I'm known to me. In, I'm known all over the world. Yep. Yep. It's true, because I'm, I'm in one of the other parts of the world, and I know you. It's yeah, true. exactly. Same here. Different yeah. part of uh, America. Yeah. Woo! Um, Wunderbar. So, Vivian has very uh, kindly uh, offered to perform a live song at the end of the show. So, if you are a fan, you should uh, stick around and check that out. Uh, but do not skip ahead, please. This will be worth it, I promise. Yeah. You should listen. You should definitely listen. But don't yes. fast forward to the song. That if, would you be skip, if you skip to the song, I will be very disappointed in you. We will all be disappointed, um, as will uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He won't conquer the Martians if, if you be bad. <laughs> no. Say it ain't so. So um, this is the, what, 35th episode of ALF? Season two. Season two, yes. Episode nine. Night Train. Night Train. Um, I enjoyed the episode more than usual. Yeah, it's one of the better episodes of ALF. Strong. A lot of character development. (laughs) Um, Stands out. Yeah. It is named for a Guns N' Roses song, I believe. Like, what's the name of the song? The song's called Night Train. Oh. There is also oh, a song called Night Train by Scatman John. Is that, did that come out before the Guns N' Roses no, that, one? that came out in 1999. Okay. It's probably it's, not. Yeah, it's probably oh, not named oh, after that one. of course not. Just an interesting um, tidbit for when you. Did that, when did the ALF TV movie come out? Was it 92. Uh, still not quite there. So the ALF TV movie couldn't have been named after that song either. Oh, no, no. I, I was just giving a little tidbit. The movie was 96. Huh. Right. Uh, do you guys I want me to play Mania time. a yeah, little bit of Night Train? Absolutely. We'd love to hear some Night okay. Train from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Good. Yeah. You guys are going to be able to hear, the, hear this this time. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. You guys feel the rock, rock rhythms? 
I can feel it. It's really some some juicy rock. Fat rock beats. Yeah, we got mad beats. Alright, that's Night Train. That's really good. Very rockin'. Rockin' tune. Tune. Classic Roses track. Yeah. So, um, Night Train. Let's see. Let me go to the ALF wiki. I don't know why I don't have it loaded yet. ALF. It's one of those rare, like, shows that's not a show in a bottle. Yeah. Although, it's almost a bottle episode oh, yeah just different bottles it's like but it's like it starts in the house but then it becomes a bottle right okay in train form yeah yeah a bottle train so in this episode we learn a little bit about um willie's checkered past something um, you never hear about yeah because you know the, the writers don't like to flesh out their characters in Elf. It's all about Elf. It's not anything about Willie or Kate or or the son who never ever talks, Brian Bri. of course. But who Bri. remembers his name? Come on. Bri. <laughs> uh, I think uh, uh, one just always gets the vibe that one, one wouldn't really want to know very much about Willie's past. <laughs> yeah, especially since what, what the actor is known for. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably um, he was introduced to crack um, while riding At a later the rails. Date. No, no, in his youth while oh, he was wow. riding the rails. Yeah, yeah. On the that, on that the would, that would make sense. In on the uh, the crack um, delivery train line, which earned him the name Boxcar Willie. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess is this the origin of that um, famous hobo name? <laughs> Yes, a very famous hobo name, which you've heard in plenty of other works of literature, television, sitcoms. You hear it all over the place. There is even a, a series of novels, kids' novels, called The Boxcar Children. Little people, little known fact, that whole series is based on Willie, and the children are all his children. There's mm. an, actually an American singer-songwriter named Boxcar Willie, um, who was named after... Uh, Willie Tanner, boxcar. Of course, yeah. See, Willie has a very big influence on people. I mean, he's not just a social worker. He's he's more than that. He's a, bo- a boxcar worker. Yeah, he's a, he's a boxcar. He's a, he pushes the boxcar. He lives in the boxcars. He eats beans, which I, I should mention, I, I did get a couple mm. chuckles out of this episode, which is rare for Alf. <laughs> um, when uh, Willie uh, mentions that he got a nickname... Alf asks him, asks him what it is, and he says, what is it, Beanhead? And I giggled at that. I will admit it. You know, it's... Alf doesn't always get the giggles, <laughs> yeah. but just the funny. delivery. I mean, you know, Fusco, Fusco knows sometimes how to deliver lines, mm-hmm. even if they're not funny. He's hmm. He's got a good voice for it, you know? That's probably yeah. because uh, all the takes would have been centered on him because he's operating the puppet. Yeah. Right. So everyone everyone else just has to, you know, say the line, but he's got he's to gotta do it, and it's got to be right. And, and he's then, a uh, megalomaniac. And a brilliant puppeteer. Yeah. I mean, also kind of, you know, not, not known for being, you know, n- nice or considerate to his castmates. But he's, you know, he, he knows what he's doing in some senses and in other senses he doesn't. Kind of like the, uh, like, bizarro Jim Henson. Like, good puppeteer, but an asshole. Yes. 
instead of a nice guy. He's the anti-Jim Henson. <laughs> so the episode starts with, um, I guess, what, they're like in the living room? Yes, and... Um... Brian is there. Oh, yeah, Alf. Yeah. Alf is encouraging suicidal behavior. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's encouraging, uh, he's talking about, you know, being a daredevil and, and doing things. And he's talking about, he's saying that he's a type T personality, according to mm. a magazine that he read. Right. And, you know, Kate asks him about it. And Brian, with his obligatory one line, well, he actually gets like, m- about three lines in this episode, he asks Alf, "Am I a Type T personality?" And he, and he, and he goes, um, "Well, we'll find out. <laughs> All you have to do is, uh, we'll go up on the on the on the roof, and if you if you jump off and you land feet first, then you're a wimp." Yeah. <laughs> what is Brian the? Goes, uh... I'll go get the ladder. <laughs> Kate, you know, Kate, Kate, Kate poops that idea because she's a, you know, a responsible parent. Of course, they make her out wet to be blanket. a bitch. Yeah. A wet blanket, mm. but a wet sandwich, if you will. Do we know <laughs> what the um, the T stands for in um, type T personality? I have a few guesses, but I'll leave it up to the imagination. Okay. I feel like, is this a real personality test he's taking, or is it this like a, a satire of... It um, must be a satire, because I've never heard of type T personality yeah. ever in my life. I've heard A and B, but I've never heard T. It's probably something that they made up, which... There's a there's a T in the Myers-Briggs. Oh, what's the T in the Myers-Briggs? It's thinking. Oh. Uh, that doesn't sound like what Alf described. Yeah, all. he describes it as, A daredevil! <laughs> You're not afraid to look danger in the eye! Yeah. So that's sort of the uh, the theme of the episode is is that Alf is sort of depressed because he he could, he fancies himself to be some kind of darede- daredevil that went on adventures, um, mm. and this is what uh, inspires Willie to open up about his past. Um, Alf shows off his uh, collection of photos. Uh, which which prove uh, to be something else, which we will get to as we go along later, further mm-hmm. in the episode. He shows things that he did on Melmac before it went kablooey, as he said in in a, in a, in a special <laughs> one time. Um, and he talks about how he did everything, and Willie was, you know, impressed by it. He claimed that he walked mm. up a mountain on a planet that was tilted, and. And and I, I guess Willie was you know was, was shocked about this and and uh... well yeah I'd like uh, the only other moment that I recall uh, Willie ever like kind of expressing any sort of uh, like um, empathy with regards to Alf was in the psychologist episode where he says that the positive thing about Alf is that he's an alien who shows him fantastical alien things yeah. So I guess that's the character trait that's in the in the Bible that they that the writers have to refer to. Is that oh, Alf really likes it when Alf explains fantastical space things. So what does it mean for like so the he was on this planet he climbed Mount Floppy. <laughs> yep. Yes. And it, Willie thought the mountain was flat, but in fact mm-hmm. it was the planet that was sideways. Is that am I yeah. getting that right? That is right. Yes, and he right. also went up a went up a 
a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can I ask? The ride was so bumpy, <laughs> I almost threw down. <laughs> so in space, what does sideways mean? Well, what is you know, the orientation you're... of a planet? Well, um, yeah, so the planets are orbs, aren't right. they? Globes. Uh, so uh, what I thought about this, my technobabble explanation, is that there was a gravitational anomaly of some sort on right. the planet such that uh, most of the surface, uh, the gravity wasn't pulling straight down but towards perhaps a miniature singularity or something on one side of the planet. And uh, that side would be flat because of the increased pressure. And thus you would have the flat mountain. Is this like that um, planet in um, that, uh, what's that movie with um, Matthew McConaughey? Uh, in, in, uh, in Inception, yes. Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar, yeah. Where it's, yeah. Like, there, it's like in a gravity well and time slows down. And there's a wave that goes across the whole planet. Um, yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I suppose we could suspend disbelief and assume that the planet is not spherical. Maybe the planet was some kind of, maybe it was an asteroid that somehow grew a civilization on it. Of course, the- I'm pulling this out of my ass, but mm-hmm. I mean, the writers often pull things out of their ass. And if we're going to believe that there were things on Melmac that were already on Earth. I believe that he, in one episode, right. he refers to performing plays. How did Melmac know about plays on Earth? So, you know, you got to suspend your disbelief, even for a show as hokey mm. as this one. I'm not willing yeah. to. I was Neither am I. In terms of um, geometry, I'm not sure that there, there is a like a, a surface that you could come up with that is tilted on all sides except one in well, terms of like gravitational pull that that sounds like a fun challenge for a <laughs> mathematician or very creative um designer mm-hmm. is there are any artists out there that would like to illustrate what the planet looks like i believe it was called uh grip hard, grip uh, hard. if you'd like yeah. to, yes if you would like to design an illustration for mount floppy uh, we'd love to see it uh send it in and and uh we'll rate the best one, and if it's good, we, you know, you'll win a you'll win a, a podcast sticker and yep. my undying respect. Not mm. that's not a legally uh, binding offer, by the way. <laughs> so you're probably you're probably not going to get that. And we should, get that we should also we should <laughs> we should we should note um, uh, that this scene takes place as Alf is assuming the role of of Willie's spouse. Right, he's in bed. Yeah, sitting in his marital bed. Mm. By the way, um, grip hard, floppy. Is that a dick joke? Dick joke? They I I think it might be. If Paul Fusco wrote it, then it is. Mm. Trying to sneak that one past the FCC. So Kate and um, Lynn are absent um, after the first couple of scenes. Uh, Mm. They go off somewhere. Lynn does show up near the end of the scene in the bedroom. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, that's right. Lynn, Lynn comes in and she's sort of presses Willie for um, dirt on his past um, because mm-hmm. Alpha. So Alpha's depressed that he can't go on adventures anymore. Uh, that's why he's showing these photos. Um, and 
Willie is uh, is is pressed to share some uh, some some dirty details of his adventures from his past. Um, so it turns out he was a he rode he rode a train across the country, and his name was Boxcar Willie, and I guess he was uh, in a relationship with an actress. Yeah, Linda Evans from Dynasty. Yeah. Right. So was that canon? Did um, Linda Evans actually date um, Max Wright? Come on now. Come on. That that Come brings on. me to a point. Uh, before that, he says, uh, you know, I was doing things that you don't have to know about. Al suggests that uh, he was wearing Kate's pumps. Now, mm. uh, I now that is credible because uh, on on an article on a website, I believe it was called Wash Up Actors. A ton of people commented on Max Wright's page. And mm-hmm. while, of course, you can't necessarily believe it, I'd like to believe it. There was a hooker that wrote a story about how Max Wright was, would dress in a wig and wear high heels and suck people off. And wow. said that he was one of the best clients he ever had. Now, granted, this may not be true. It could be somebody pulling our leg. But, you know, seeing... What he did in the in the Enquirer mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. makes you think: Would this have happened? Right, mm. and maybe he if, did wear Kate's pumps. If it did, is it is it any of our business? Shouldn't really shouldn't Max just be allowed to just do that? And you know, apparently he's still married, right? Yeah, he's uh, a, according to what I've heard, he's still living with his wife in Hermosa Beach. Clearly, they have an understanding. Is it not um, what happens behind closed doors between consenting adults? Is that not? Um, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sorry. Kosher. Of course. Of course, that's on the table. Completely kosher. Yeah. Um, by the way, Linda Evans um, was married to. She wasn't married, but she she was uh, in a relationship with Yanni. For uh, nine years. Oh, Yanni, okay. of course, a uh, uh, new age musician. Yeah, mm. from 1989 to 1998. That's interesting. It says I'm a fan for of some of Yanni's work. His 1988 album Chameleon Days is pretty good. <laughs> it's got some nice tracks on it. A lot of people think that Yanni's m- music is boring, but I happen to like it. It's probably some some pretty uh, mellow tracks. Yes. What What do you think of Yanni, uh, James? Uh, I think I was confusing him with another musician, the the one that did Banana Phone. Raffi. 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 Yeah. That, <laughs> that's who I thought of when you said Yanni. <laughs> of course, you have the uh, the Wiggles in Australia, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, another good band. World class children's entertainers. Mm-hmm. So um, Willie tells these stories and. Um, and then, so we get Kate, we get the whole family out of the house, and, like, Willie's home alone with Alf, right? Mm-hmm. Why do, the, why do uh, Kate and Lynn and Brian leave? They're going to see Dorothy. Hmm. Dorothy. Yes. Oh, right. Mother. Why did Willie not go on that trip? Because he didn't want to. <laughs> I'm the man of the house. I can do what I want. I'd rather not Kate, go see Dorothy, Dorothy tonight. Dorothy is insufferable. 
I, I she's so passive aggressive I, towards I me. I don't like her. I'd <laughs> really? rather stay home with Alf and watch him wreck the house. <laughs> she really undermines my masculinity. <laughs> so, Willie and Alf are home alone. Um, and so Alf is playing with uh, with Willie's model train, which I don't think existed before this, right? Mm. It, it seems like a Willie hobby. Yeah. It existed as a set piece, but you really never saw it. So it was an interesting exploration into what was shown because there are a lot of things that they never explored, and it's interesting that they they used a prop that was never really used. Well, I do not recall if it ever appeared before that, but I know it did appear afterwards, hmm. at least. Well, then at least we have that like uh, vestige of Willie's boxcar days kind of sticking with the series. Um, so Alf plays with the train, uh, Willie's Willie and Alf are home alone, and Alf proposes that um, Willie take him to the train yard. Am I missing anything here? Did anything good happen? Not really. Nothing okay. really good happened, but you don't expect many good things to happen on an episode of Alf. With that said, there is some good exploration on this episode, which mm-hmm. really happens once they get on the boxcar. Yeah. Besides the, um, besides Gravel Gus, of course. Which rest <laughs> in peace, Gravel Gus. Oh, you think we he all died? Miss you, buddy. We all miss you, buddy. <laughs> Did he die in the episode, or are you referring oh, yeah. to the the actor? He jumped off. Well, he jumped off of the train because he thought face Alf first. was a kangaroo. Yeah, face first in the gravel. <laughs> and oh. uh, if you listen to his backstory, how he got his name, it happened to him numerous times. I. Assume that's, that that many blows to the face would really end up, you know, doing you in after a while. That's what made me think he he probably survived it because he seems to be um, immune to old hand. falling face first. In, yeah, maybe he gravel. has an immunity to gravel. Yeah, it's like a superpower. I choose to believe that he died. <laughs> me too. Well, yeah. let's see if the actor is still alive. I think that that will. Um... All right. Good luck finding the actor for Gravel Gus. Yeah. Who would want to admit that? I played a hobo in an episode of Elf. <laughs> Actors are, uh, they, they, they take what they can uh, get on their resume. That's true. Uh, he may do with what he had. Um, when, they, when they went to the train yard, I, like, this may be stupid, but my first thought was just, why didn't they just film it on location? Like, they had to build this little train yard set which is instantly delineable as a set. Right. I know they have to have somewhere to put the puppet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like... um, Problems with the puppet. They, you know, millions of trapdoors everywhere. Yeah. The set must... It must have been hell for the set designers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the the answer. Like, they never do any on location. No. Uh, No. So, to start now would be... um, would be odd, I think. And also, like, I feel like, um, uh, there's, there's always, like, a weird, like, switch in these old shows where it's, like, between the, like, the indoor, um, mm-hmm. on, sit, on stage photography and, like, the outdoor. It's, like, a totally different, like, uh, vi- video quality. Like, you can, 
Like in the show, oh, yeah, uh, like yeah. faulty towers, like or it'll be inside. House. It sort of looks like a yeah, like, like a soap opera, but then they go outside and it's like a grainy like uh, documentary photography. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess because they have to have mobile cameras. Uh, Gravel Gus was played by Tracy Walter, who is still alive. Good, great. And I actually recognize him. He actually, um, he's dressed as a hobo in his IMDb picture. Oh, oh, he was in Batman. Which one? Did he play a hobo in that too? He played one of the Joker's, uh, like one of the Joker's, like, uh, main goon. Huh. Mm, Yeah. Good for him. I remember him from that. Uh, was he the one that uh, Jack Nicholson says that you're an asshole and I'm glad you're dead? No. I think that was... Uh... That's, a, that's a good part. No, he was the one that fell face first into the gravel. Ah, I see. I should have <laughs> mm-hmm. caught that. Yeah. A little uh, typecast gravel-related <clears throat> mishaps. Yeah. He, he, was in, he was Batman. He was Batman. Great. Mm-hmm. Bob the Goon. He played Bob the Goon in Batman. Mm. So, um, Willie and Alf show up at the train. A, a train man, <laughs> guard <laughs> guy, comes out with a Doberman, Doberman pincher. And mm. um, Alf is afraid of being pinched. So Don't let him pinch me! So he runs and hops on a train. It's and like, then, yeah, of, like of course they were going to end up on a train. It's like, why even bother? Just, just, just get to it, man. Just get yeah. on the train. It's like Ch- Chekhov's well, boxcar. Paul Fusco obviously <laughs> thought it was worth it for the Doberman Pinscher joke. Mm-hmm. That's so, maybe that's the whole reason they got the uh, they got on the train just to make the the Doberman Pinscher joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's dubious. And that's why they, yeah, this was this wasn't like a pathos-focused episode with with like character development in mind. No, it was it was just a you know set up for jokes. Right. Yes. So Absolutely. they get on the boxcar, and um, the whole episode, the whole rest of the episode is on the boxcar. Yeah, um, and like structurally, it it seems like it doesn't resolve. I would have liked to know how they got home. Yeah, because that's that's what one expects. Is well, like earlier, like Kate said, "Oh, don't you, don't you two get in trouble now?" Mm-hmm. And now they've gotten themselves into like massive trouble. They're on a train, you know, heading out of state. Like resolution, yeah. please. Like the whole tension is. You never find out how they get home. Yeah, like Maybe what would you did. do? Like yeah. you end up in like Wyoming, and then they have to like prostitute themselves to make enough well, money. Well, I mean, Willie would be okay with that. <laughs> I don't know. Drop the pumps with him. I know. He's he's more of a John than a... Uh... Maybe an underground porn ring? Underground alien <laughs> porno ring? That would, that would be uh, a gold mine. Sure, they have those in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Wyoming is known for those. Pretty sure uh, Dick Cheney's from Wyoming, so huh. fill in the blanks. So, um, Alf, uh, Alf is like really, once they got into the train, he, he starts complaining a lot. Um, he's bored, he's cold, 
there's nothing to do. Um, and Willie calls him a uh, big baby. Huh. Yeah, well, it's not the first time. This isn't certainly the first time he's been called a big baby? Well, it's certainly not the first time or the last time that Alf has acted this way. Yeah. He 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 does come off as kind everything. of an obnoxious baby. Because, like, he did create this situation. Um, mm-hmm. So, But he reveals that, basically, uh, he never actually climbed Mount Floppy. <sighs> How far do the lies go? Was it, a like, a carnival picture? It was a yeah, carnival he just picture. put his head through a yeah. hole and took a photo. How does that work? Like... I can I, like usually those are like you're pretending to be to be a person. So there was like a picture of a guy on Mount Floppy, and hit mm-hmm. the hole. There was a hole for the head there. Yeah. Yeah, I, but what I'm wondering is how would it look like he was climbing it if it was just his head? Yeah. And if the mountain is flat. Furthermore. I I, I wish I could see this picture. I would love to. <laughs> Is there, probably wouldn't be very impressive. Can you see it like in the distance in the episode? Like in like do a zoom enhance? I don't think props actually made the the images. Uh, it's probably very, like, not. They may have put some kind of stock image, maybe of just of Elf, you know, standing there or something. I you know, I watched the episode and I didn't I, I didn't see anything. I tried to keep an eye out, but I didn't notice anything. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. Of course, I did notice that beautiful picture of Willie and Kate in the background of their room. Yeah, that that was a good uh, touch. I think that's been in other episodes, right? It has. Yeah, it it's a weird picture. It looks like it's either like a composite image, or they're like wearing <laughs> costumes to make them look younger. <laughs> they had to do like a like a special day of photography to like. We to, to like to make a prop. It's like okay. How much makeup do you your... have to put on Max Wright to make him look good? I don't think Max Wright ever looked uh, young. What about when he was a hippie? <laughs> well, I don't there think we've episode gotten to that episode yet. No, not was... yet. I believe that was in season three. Yeah, or late but... two. He's in like he's at Woodstock, right? Yeah, he's at Woodstock. Yeah, that's the uh, stock '80s sitcom <sighs> Woodstock episode. Like, remember remember the 60s guys i feel like so the family cool. ties one of those would have been the one to watch maybe um we could do a podcast about that one okay <laughs> i haven't seen it maybe but i'm um, sure that i'm sure that there is a family ties episode about woodstock maybe i could find all of the cheesy woodstock episodes of sitcoms from the 80s and do mm-hmm. like a uh like a, a mega mix and then put it in the garbage and yeah, set it on fire. Right in the trash. Uh, yeah, I got really um, tired of hearing about the 60s uh, growing up. It was like... You weren't even in those. Well, well, because it's like my parents' generation were like, mm. obsessed with like, oh, remember when we yeah. like did civil rights and like <laughs> did like... Woodstock, and we were so we were so much cooler than our parents, and like, fuck, you fucking hypocrites! Like, hey, remember when, when you caused the global financial crisis? Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Guys. <laughs> Like, where where's the where's the apology? You know, 
Like, mm-hmm. uh, we were wrong about that. Our cultural revolution was a, was a sham. We picked back all those <laughs> sitcom Not episodes. everything was flowers and sunshine banned back then. Yeah. Or, like, cheap LSD. Guys. Probably the lowest quality there ever was. Yeah. Let's make this a Generation Wars podcast. <laughs> so... I like to dump. Sorry. All the people born in the in the sixties, we just lost that that audience. No, the people born in the sixties were um, Gen X, I think. The these are I'm talking about specifically yeah, my, the people. My parents are Gen X, and they were born in the sixties. Who who came of age in the sixties and were like so into themselves, mm-hmm. like went to Woodstock, and I mean just them fuck fucking, i'm just kidding we're talking okay. about you max right <laughs> i feel like he but he was like i think too old at the time and it was sort of laughable already uh-huh. uh, well he, uh he was born in the 40s so yeah 40 yeah he, he would have he would have been the right age so um alf becomes fixated on beans and then it's revealed that there is a hobo in the car with them named mm-hmm. um, Gravel Gus. Where was he to this point? Was he just passed out in a drunken stupor? Oh, like these, these train <laughs> scenes. It's all they're like he's hiding behind some sacks of potatoes or something. Why he's was he hiding? He's probably standing in the uh, car not hiding, waiting just for lying. his cue. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's, they seem to suggest <laughs> he was waking up. Um, yeah. Yes, I believe so. That's what you do on the train. You sleep. Right. Yeah. Was But there's got to be some, like, drugs or alcohol involved in that stupor, right? Because I think Probably William alcohol. Alf, yeah. They were being Maybe very Maybe he loud. overdosed on beans. <laughs> it was a bean overdose. Uh. He was mainlining beans. <laughs> you know, he had an unopened can of beans. That, that raises the question, did he have a can opener? I sure hope yeah. he did. It might have been a pull tab. It might yeah, have been, well, been. If I recall correctly, there was no pull tab on the can of beans, so ah. I wonder if he had a can opener with him. Would that be practical for a hobo to carry around a can opener? I suppose so. If he wants to maybe threaten to mug somebody with a can opener, like ah, I'm going to mug you, and was, and you know maybe get some petty cash off of that. It was probably one of those um, like old-fashioned can openers that didn't have like the handle. It was just like. Yeah. You had to like punch eighteen holes in the uh, in the top of the can. Maybe he uses his teeth. Sounds really efficient. I just googled old fashioned can opener. Yeah, this that's is exactly good. what that's, I was picturing. That's yeah. one for the for the track JPEG. <laughs> yeah, right, I'll save this. Save it. Picture. Keep it in the in the old JPEG archives. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put this on the desktop. You never know when you're going to need a picture of an old-timey can opener. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I might be able to find a better one than this. Should I do, like, a um, Photoshop of Gravel Gus's face full of, like, bleeding holes? Um, that sounds fall- very grisly. <laughs> falling face down. Yeah, but the, the, filming with, the filming of Alf was rather grisly, wasn't it? Yeah. It's true, but the final product that we see is, is, is not so much. No. Pristine... Um, almost sacred, I'd say. Yes, it's like it's it's got like a 
a plastic sheen with a, a just rot beneath the surface. Yeah, a lot of mildew. Yeah. Ugh. Like you hire a cheap keep cheap contractor to take care of a mold problem, and you just throw some uh, some vinyl siding over it. Also, the mildew of the sitcom world. <laughs> I'm the mildew so- of the sitcom world. <laughs> you think of that. Um, I remember when I lived in America, the, uh, we used to see advertisements all the time for a company called Bath Fitter. Mm-hmm. Um, which they would redo your bathrooms just by bringing in a new bath and putting it over the top of your old bath. Yep, still exists. <laughs> still exists. <laughs> Not that, practical. Like, two Australians, we, we were just going like, what the fuck is wrong with these people when we saw things like that? Mm, that's racist. But then I guess on the other hand, it's probably cheaper than just redoing your bathroom. I think, well, I mean, like, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, not everybody can afford a brand new... Porcelain, no, not everybody. Clawfoot yeah. tub, James Sheaves, Mr. Moneybags. I buy a new bathtub every week. <laughs> made of gold. Just flying through these tubs. Pouring dirty quarters in and bathing in the quarters. <laughs> yeah, or like so whatever good. money they have in Australia. Uh, we got coin. 50 cent coins, which are octagonal. Do they have uh, like a fun nickname like the Toonie or the Looney? No, we actually don't have names for any of our coins. It's really boring. Don't you guys have very yeah. colorful money? Uh, yeah, the $5 is pink. $10 is blue. Ooh. I forget what 20 looks like, because I just haven't seen one in a while. <laughs> Maybe it's orange. So you've been spending too many of those 20s on your tub tub addiction. Yeah. Uh, we you should call you Tub that. Boy. Yeah, That's you're good. like the cousin of Tub Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really attacked right now. Yeah. Google don't it. Tell us what you do in your tub. Okay. Well, I don't even. Bathe, usually. I have a, um, I have a whirlpool tub in my house. That's pretty cool. I never use it. Oh. It's in the basement. Can I come over sometime and use it? Yeah. Great. It's not, I mean, it's is, not, uh... it's not ideal because, um, it's really big and the, the, like the hot water heater isn't big enough, so it like runs out of water before it's full. That sucks. So you have to like run it really slowly. Ugh. Come on now. Goodness. Don't blame my me. My tub I didn't is very covered it. in a. My tub has not been in use in probably eleven years. It's it needs to be refinished, and I mm. I keep oh. wanting to bring that up. You know what you got to do is get one of those tub fitters in there. Yeah, that might be fitter. that might be the idea. I mean, if it's okay with James. I mean, you know, I'll judge you, but like, what are you gonna do? I was probably gonna do that anyway. Yeah. Um, have you all ever had to do the trick where the hot water runs out and you pour like the kettle into the bath? No. Yeah, that was uh, that was like a feature of my um of my childhood. That sounds pretty fun. It sounds like a very like. Um, Oliver Twist kind of story. Yeah, fun very, adventure. Very whimsical. Something children. they do in a very whimsical movie. Mm. Eat like a crumpet. <clears throat> pour some hot water into the tub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or alternatively, you can throw a toaster in the tub. Yeah. That's we'll yeah. That'll up. give you a different sort of time. Mm-hmm. Didn't Alf get in trouble one time for um, uh, electrocuting himself on air, and then children would imitate him? 
Uh, he tried to microwave the cat. And... Well, the... right. There's a different scene though. It was it was in the one where he gets amnesia, and they for the syndicated version they censored it so that uh, it was he didn't put. Uh, I think it was like the mix master in the bath with him. Yeah, that's right. He yes, was trying it to was make a mix master. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was from Try to Remember. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I just Googled it, and a- a- as usual, uh, noiseless chatter came up. And, of course, um, that is your go-to for all that, things ELF. Yeah. Search engine optimization. Philip Reed. ELF reviews. Yeah. Try to remember. Um, and then ELF electrocution were the keywords. So That review right. was written January 30th, 2014. It's an oldie. Yeah, so old so far. Yeah. By the way, uh, Philip said he was going to come on this uh, podcast. Right. He's, he, he is he here reneged. in a way. He reneged. He's, Anywhere where Alf is, he is, <laughs> even in spirit. His spirit hangs heavy in the room. Love you, buddy. You're not listening. I know. It's okay. I shot him a message. Uh, maybe if he's around, he can join us. Uh, uh later. Well, he doesn't oh, have boy. a. Uh, he doesn't have a microphone. Oh. So I. I mean, we were talking about maybe he was gonna call in on his cell phone, but I don't. I don't fault him for not. Uh, you know, doing those cartwheels to make this happen. Not wanting to revisit Alf. Lord knows he's had to do it enough with Alf loves a mystery. Yeah. Which, I love a mystery. Which we covered in the in in the um Biropod um Alf. Is that the Halloween 30th, special? Yeah, Halloween special, I think. I forget. That was like last year. I feel like it was more recent than that. No, it was the anyway. um, I'll find it. This is good. This is good podcasting right here. Yeah. Here it is. It was um, Biopod Holiday Special. It was a Christmas special. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And like that was, I did that be- instead of the Chris- Elf Special Christmas because I knew we had to get get to that in sequential order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah, Biopod Holiday mystery, Special. Elf loves a mystery. Um, eight months ago is when it was posted. Yeah. So um, we talk a little bit with Gravel Gus. Um, Willie asks asks him if he got his name from his gravelly voice, but he says that it was actually because he fell face first in gravel the first several times he tried to jump a a box car. Um, doesn't sound like he's very good at this because no, he's like. Alf got it right on his first try, and he's got tiny legs. Mm. Well, not Alf. The uh, the little person got it right. Me too. Hadn't, uh, the little person been sacked at this point? No. Uh, I... no. He appeared not as often. I think he didn't really appear at all in season three. Right, because um, I, I read that at a certain point it, it just became too expensive to uh, keep him on, so they just canned the the full elf suit it, it never looked good like no. i was glad that he could have that job that's nice for him but it's like it was always very jarring and terrifying to be honest yeah it was it was a little weird like ah what is that what is it stop it that's how i would react <laughs> that's not elf it. that's it's not elf. 
A kangaroo. <laughs> so why yeah. was uh, Gravel Gus so scared of a kangaroo? Well, it's, well because it's... they can. They've got big feet and they can kick you in the face. Yeah. And boxing gloves, right? Right. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Big like boxing gloves. Like yeah. in the Mighty Boosh. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, Kangaroo Jack. Right. We 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 don't like to talk about Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Oh. I don't think I ever saw Kangaroo Jack. I don't know if well, he had boxing gloves or not. You're not. No, he, I do not think he does, but we don't like to talk about Kangaroo Jack. Okay. Please leave that in the past. Let's just let sleeping Jacks Sleep, lie. Sleeping bruise. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, James, have you ever seen a kangaroo? I saw kangaroos today, buddy. Whoa. Really? Did you hop in yep. one of their pouches? Yes. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, they they're around. Um, the one that I saw today had a necklace on. That's weird. That is very strange. I mean, that's a weird way to pronounce necklace. Uh, I'm from a different country. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sometimes they uh, they tag them, so presumably uh, that's a radio transmitter or something. Why would they do that? Just for just for fun? Just for fun. For fun. Fashion. Fashion. Abuse. Like it just made me think about oh. how, like I don't know, in the in the Middle Ages or whatever. Sometimes we just fuck with things just for fun. So that's yeah. what we do now in the 21st century as well. We just fuck with animals. For it wasn't reason. even in the Middle Ages. Like there was like that time in the United States in like the 1800s where they like filled they filled the whole like ship up with like animals and then just sailed it off <laughs> Niagara Falls for no reason. <laughs> That's People terrible. Are, it's horribly cruel for no reason all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. One bear survived and they shot it. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. human for you. Yeah. This is really fun. Sorry, guys. Great, great really gang of folks. Brought yeah. this really way down. Um, Gravel Gus had some beans. He offered the beans. And that's what caused Alf to get excited, reveal himself. I love beans. <laughs> and Gravel Gus is, becomes afraid, is frightened by Alf, and because he thinks he's a kangaroo. And um, jumps off the train. Unfortunately, dies. I should yeah. say that. Um, Rest in peace, Gravel Gus. Gus has two. Two friends he mentioned. Um, we C- don't have Cess- teeth. Cesspool Steve and yeah. um, Litchfield and Flatcar, who have Flat no teeth. Car. Yes, yeah. they have no teeth. So you know they're 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 probably very skilled at at um, at, at gummy, you know, activities. Like, yeah, very gummy activity. Wow. You could still eat beans with no teeth. I yeah, think. true. Yeah, they're ideal. squishy. Ideal very hobo ideal. Um, lifestyle choice. Yeah, if they can't, you know, get, they can't, you know, bite into fresh fruit, they can bite into fresh beans. You could eat a, like a delicious peach. It's almost as good. Like yeah, almost. Overripe peach. Yes, that's true. Or, uh, you know, mashed up. Uh, mushy peas. Well, that's a mm. vegetable, but uh, baby food. Yeah, you, you probably cope with a banana. 
Yeah, you could. Well, like mash the banana and feed it to flat to uh, to flat car. Sort of right. like that like time a... um, Alf tried to make banana coffee. Okay. Yes. I, I, actually, I I think I remember that from my childhood and not from doing this podcast. <laughs> I don't think we've gotten to that episode yet. <clears throat> so, um, Gravel Gus exits. Oh, he also claimed to be a uh, Madison Avenue ad executive, I think. And then also immediately um, revealed that that was a, a lie. Um, oh. Aww. So Gravel That's Gus cute. exits. Um, the mortal coil. He dies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all very sad about that. Yeah. Very important character in the series, you know. <laughs> He would go on to be um, uh, Goon, Joe, Bob Goon or something, and Batman, as I mentioned earlier. Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon. He's still alive. Um, he was in Silence of the Lambs also. And Matilda. Huh. I'm not sure hmm. what he played. Oh, he was an FBI agent in Matilda. In, in, in Matilda. Okay. He, he's in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was also in um, Conan, the Destroyer. Okay. <laughs> That's about it. So after uh, Gravel Gus exits, um, basically we the, the episode's really winding down. Um, we get Alf. Alf it's is complaining a... about being cold and tired and bored. And, they have uh, some nice character dialogue. They do, and it it's very rare. You know, it's not them arguing and. It's yeah. good, and, and it, you know, it shows some good um, moments, you know. N you know, even though Max Wright has his usual, usual weird delivery, he, he does it, he makes it kind of work. It, it, yeah. It yeah, really, it's very, it very really, touching. It is, it's effective, and it, it, mm -hmm. um, it's nice, even though this is an alien who destroys everything in his yeah. house. Yeah, I always... I always feel like I have to point out with these moments on Alf, it's a very low bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what this like reminds me of is, you know, like in like Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, there's, so, there's, so there's episodes where it's like clearly the second string animators took it to like do the padding, but then every uh -huh. once in a while there'll be an episode that like, Clearly, Akira, Akira Toriyama worked on very closely, and like the animation's really right. good. Yeah, it's like, and that's for like a pivotal fight scene. But then you have like for every one of those, you've got like ten episodes of like that look like shit, and it's just like Bulma <laughs> running around. Yeah, with Alf, like, you have more than ten. Uh, yeah, of course, Alf is. They are the uh, kings of padding. Yeah, they are the patents of padding. The patents of padding. Yeah. Yes. But this this is one of the episode. This is one of the really well animated episodes where like Krillin dies or something. Uh, is this is this body award winning stuff? <laughs> is this analogy working for you, James? Um, I I saw Dragon Ball Z way back in the day. It, it like as a child um, when it was on TV and mm -hmm. like the mornings before I would go to school. I confess I don't remember a great deal of it, but I I think I know what you're talking about. Same here. I used to, to watch it a little bit when I was a little girl. Uh, sometimes, like, it was around dinner time and it would be on and just watch it to watch it. I think there yeah. are probably other series where with similar... I think most anime, in fact, series have, have 
episodes like this where it's like mm. there'll be like a yeah. scene where like the head isn't moving and they only bother to animate the mouth uh but then like the next scene like it'll be like this fully beautifully rendered thing where it's like clearly they put all the effort into this one scene here but over here we've just got this trash um but i, I think that like this whole thing of willie uh being like never like he says like alf asks willie do you ever regret or do you ever wish that i hadn't uh landed like on, in your house or whatever and willie thinks about it for like a few seconds and he's like it's like never 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 <laughs> oh and it's really sweet because like you Aww. know you can think of all the times that willie has been really pissed off at alf yeah. but it's like it's like family right like you know yeah. they drive you crazy but gotcha. you love them Gets yeah, right in there. you know, you wonder if if, uh, if 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 the delay in the response, if Max Wright felt seething anger as uh, I believe well Fusco and Wright had a a lot of um, tension between them. Yeah. Is it pronounced Fusco? I always thought it was Fusco. I believe it's Fusco. Fusco almost sounds Fusco. Japanese. Fusco. Fusco. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't change the fact that in every, any given other episode, Willie's just this angry cardboard cutout of a human being that just, mm-hmm. they just parade around and, uh, one of the many cardboard cutouts in Elf mm-hmm. in a cardboard cutout of a house. Yeah. Should also mention that Alf is wearing a uh, red sweater for this outing. Mm. I, I didn't recall that. Mm-hmm. It'd be a sweatshirt. Yeah, remember Willie told him, bring a sweatshirt. Ah. <laughs> uh. They set it up. So, um, we have this uh, heartfelt exchange. And I think they just ran out of time because usually there's like a scene like that and then there's like a wrap-up scene in the living room yeah. where everything you know, goes just back calls, to normal. He just calls Willie dad and they laugh and yeah. that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I confess I wasn't fully paying attention in that moment, but then I hear him I hear him call Willie dad mm-hmm. and then, you know, just all of a sudden, laser focus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you want to know what's going on there. That'll, yeah. that'll, that's what does it for me. Yeah. This is a little, little, uh, little James kink. Is it, am I taking this wrong? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. You can take it any way you like. Thank you. You into the big daddies? <laughs> oh boy, the the Max Wright daddies. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big. The one. big daddies. Mm-hmm. I'm a big daddy who talk like this. It's kind of lean, <laughs> willowy, um, wrinkled. <laughs> Withered, glasses wearing. Yeah, big, big uh, lenses. Yeah. Yeah, you know, being caught in 2015 taking the garbage out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a and, disgusting ponytail. Yeah, and telling people to please leave when they try to talk to him. Please leave and never come back. Please never come back. <laughs> and who were at Woodstock? You. Mm-hmm. It was in Woodstock. With we did the peace sign. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm into. Cool. Great. Well, we did it. We made it to the end of the alpha episode. 
any any closing closing thoughts before we um move on to the musical segment <laughs> um yeah um so the, the 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 thing being set on a train box car reminded me of another film uh that that I've seen uh I don't know how many films take place on on train box cars it's probably more common than I'm imagining uh but this other film was an adult film whoa yes mm, interesting and I'll say that, that. Uh, in comparison, I think Alf edges them out in production values. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if the set was literally on gimbals, but it's like there was at least some camera shake, and it kind of they kept the sound going, and it kind of looked like uh, you know the there was movement, and they were actually on a train track. So um, this was an adult film. Uh, any particular genre, or just as just yes, a... it was a it was a period piece. Okay, that's hot. Set in France. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vivian, do you have the, any uh, closing remarks about the episode of Elf? Uh, of course. Well, again, it's 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 not good, but it's impressive for Elf standards that they had some moments that you know were, of course, again, it's very you know low bar, but it it they're trying, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's good that. They sometimes didn't just not care. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they didn't not care. They did yeah. care. Sort of. Sometimes. Sure, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like, Paul F- Fusco really took this very seriously. To this day, yeah. I mean, he's still, still holding on to his elf puppet. He's still yeah. elf. Nobody cares about elf. He still wants elf yeah. to be a thing. Yeah, and you know, because of Fusco's own ego and and all this, it Alf did not take off as you know he'd hoped. I mean, you know, Alf Mania, you know, releasing records like Melma Girls, and um, I believe there was one Cooking in the Kitchen with Elf. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Brief yeah. talk show. Yeah. Alf's yeah, hit talk Alf's show, which hit, hit talk show. Which had the uh, the the remains of Ed McMahon. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's really depressing. It is very depressing. They should have um, like stuffed him after he died, like one of those uh, Puerto Rican wakes. Yeah, they should have. And propped like... him up on the Elf talk show. That's how he would want to be remembered. That is how he would want to be remembered. You guys know those P- Puerto Rican ra- wakes, right? Oh it yeah. Makes me think of Jeremy Bentham. The philosopher. What? He, he got himself stuffed as well. Really? Yeah, you can go see him. He sits in a box. It's called his auto icon. I'll Google him. Yeah. Ben he Bam. chose to be commemorated this way because it brings the, the the greatest happiness to the greatest number of people. Oh yeah, I remember this. I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen this. It's kind. Of, it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> Wasn't his head stolen recently? No, it wasn't. St- they had to remove the head because it just it wasn't really holding up. Yeah, I've, I'm looking. No, at they stole right his now. knob. They stole his Whoa. knob. Oh dear. But that's still working just fine. Brings the greatest pleasure to the greatest number. <laughs> yep. People, yeah, looks... uh, people pay to to ride it. You know, rigor mortis. Mm-hmm. There's the there there is an audience for that. Yeah. Mm. So maybe and I'll put Wisconsin, uh, Wyoming. Maybe I'll put Jeremy ben- Bentham's. A desiccated head on the uh, JPEG as well. Please. 
with like a screw with a uh, can opener jammed into it mm-hmm. and, and uh boxcar uh, i mean gravel gus's face just just pouring blood from from a hundred holes that sounds like a, a, a really good fantastic tableau <laughs> yeah okay well i think i think we did it i think we sort of nailed this episode down i think it's we've we've really i would say uh, so we've, we've we've done a great job i think Oh yeah. Um, so, Vivian, are you still uh, down for a little bit of uh, a musical performance? Absolutely. Great. And uh, I will. I would uh, first. I want to say that this is a song that was written by a friend of mine named Todd Wafen when he was a teenager in the in uh, the seventies. He released a, a very limited press uh, album called "With Love from Me to You," which had. Very, um, you know, those songs were kind of cheesy, but because, you know, he was so young and, and it was a very, it has a charm to it. And the songs are, are very nice. Uh, so I, I took the time to learn how to play them. And uh, with my, uh, my bandmate, Adam Lore, uh, who some of you may know from the, uh, the Noiseless Chatter um, streams, if any of you are familiar with that, um, he played accordion on some of the tracks, and uh, this is one of the ones that we recorded that he does play accordion on. And I, although he's not here to accompany me because he lives in Walla Walla and I live in in New York, uh, it may not have the same emotional effect as it would with the accordion. So this song is called "Alone" uh, from uh, 1979 by Todd Wathan, and uh, I highly encourage you to check out the album if you're into. Uh, you know, lo-fi or outsider type folk stuff, soft rock. So, uh, without further ado, here it is. Here's Alone. to me. 
So good. Thank I um, you. I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't heard your stuff. I knew I knew it was out there. I haven't checked it out yet, but it, I'm yeah. I'm really impressed. It's out there. I release a lot Excellent. of music. Where uh, where can people find your your tunes? Uh, well, uh, they're in a lot of places, but um, you can find me on Bandcamp. Uh, if you look up Bandcamp, Doctor Airlines, it's Doctor Airlines. Um, I have a SoundCloud. Sometimes I post stuff up on YouTube. Uh. I do make ambient electronic music, and I do a lot of very lo-fi outsider stuff. Um, if you're into things that are kind of out there, and uh, in the same vein as Daniel Johnston and Kimya Dawson, if if any of you know who they are, Moldy Peaches. Um, oh yeah, so I've heard it's, of the it's not peaches. it's not for everyone, but if you're into something that maybe is very raw and you know. I don't have a perfect voice, but the way that I see it, if you have the heart and you have the emotion to make the music, then that's what matters. Very so, nice. um, uh, you know, if, if you want to look at my stuff, go ahead. I also, um, definitely, if you want, we don't have a lot posted up yet, but me and Adam Lore have a band called The Yelling Strange. If you look us up on SoundCloud, you can hear some of our They Might Be Giants covers. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, Vivian, thanks again for the the performance and, and cla- oh, classing was... up the uh, the podcast <laughs> here. Well, I had a lot of fun with it. Some le- legitimate entertainment. Um... <laughs> I, I realized I was clapping along for some of it, but ha- perhaps that won't sync up in the. No, no, it wasn't. It was not syncing up. I was hearing it. I was like, <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. It's not syncing up. <laughs> I couldn't I assure you it was in Australia. I it couldn't was hear in the Australia, claps. and that's what matters. I probably didn't get them. In Australia, the clapping was on beat. Yeah. All right. Well, I think Not that uh, I think that does it. Yeah. Um, thanks again, guys, for joining, and uh, thanks Absolutely. to the uh, the audience for tuning in. Thank you to uh, everyone. Much appreciated. And um, don't forget to check out Doctor Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> all over Thank the internet. Just Google yeah. it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.